Good to be in Sylvania, Georgia, where there's no rain. We got some in Kentucky and flooded our area, and uh, Kathy texted me. She was on her way to work the other day, and she said, hey, the road's closed. I said, you're going to get to work? She said, unfortunately, I'm going to. But uh, we got a lot of the rain as well, and it's good to be here with you all, and I appreciate you. I pray for you. I want to say this, as uh, Pastor Clint had said that, I don't believe there are people that, when God connects you with a church, I don't believe there's always people that tries to outshine the other person, or I want to say that the one-up syndrome. I believe God has connected me with Believer's Church, listen to me, as an outreach of you, and I mentioned you all several places that I go, okay, and I pray for you daily, I thank you daily, and I honor this pastor and his wife and staff. Listen, you all are friends. You all my friends. Bless God, I got three. <laughs> Jason, would you care to take care of some people for me after church? I'll point them out. Take this section and that section now. But, uh, but uh, I honor you, and I appreciate you guys, and I love you guys, and I thank you for praying for me and, and uh, being there for me as well, Okay. Uh, for you that don't, follow me on Facebook if you want to f- look at Facebook and uh, see some things that we do as well. But pray for my wife. She has uh, worked at a job for 23 years, and they are shutting the hospital down uh, March the 30th. Or they were supposed to shut it down this end of September. But, uh, so she's dealing with that. So pray for her. And not only that, there's 1,000 to 1,300 people losing our job in our little small area. So pray for them, okay? And I know God's going to got a great big things for us. And I was sitting there and during praise and worship, and I just love to hear, hear the Lord speak to me. And he just gave me this word for you guys. Get ready that God's going to do some great things for you this coming year. Come on, get ready. See, we got to understand God's working. And, and they sung that song, sometimes we don't hear, see God working. Sometimes we may not hear him. Sometimes we go through things. And I, as I was sitting there, I was thinking there's so many people going through things in their life. And we're at different places. Some things, uh, sometimes everything's going well. How many people in here today are saying everything's going just fine? Okay, how many struggling with some stuff? All right, how many just went through some stuff? Come on. So, you, so we're all at different places. So, so I, I was telling, telling them right there, I said, I, do I, can I sit right here in front of you? And I said, if I'm in your way, just let, let me know. And I looked at her and I said, he's got your picture on Facebook all the daggone time. So I don't feel like I know her, but I don't know her. And so I, I, I said, can I sit here? And he said, uh, he said, you're fine. I looked at her and she didn't say nothing, so I moved. I found out she's the one that's, get out of my way. Just kidding. But God is good, amen. So, uh, you know, check out largerministries.org. Check out that. You can follow me on Facebook and see the things that are going on. And Pastor Clint had, uh, as always, he always, I always ask him, and, and we don't do, I come here so often now, I don't have to do the confirmation letter like I do other churches, but I will send him information, and, and you know, he knows, and I'll ask him, is there any theme? He always usually says, whatever God's laid upon your heart. And usually he's coming out of a uh, subject or something he's covered for probably several weeks. And then uh, he takes a couple, you know, breaks, weeks break off of that. And then he'll have a speaker in or something. So I asked him that. And, and I, in beginning of first of the year to the end of last year, 
I always pray, God, show me something that you want me to speak on. Show me how I can grow. Show me how I can do some things to change my life. To I mean, those God's always changing you, making you better. I mean, we already have all the promises of God, but he works on us. You know, that old Sunday school, he's still working on me song, you know, that we sung growing up. And so what he'd done to me, he took me to James chapter 3, and he showed me some things, and, and I, I've been kind of talking about our mouth and our heart. And then the first weekend, I think I preached in um, Ohio, up northern, uh, northern Ohio, uh, the first of the year, and the Lord spoke a message to me about how we can manage our emotions. How can we, does anybody have emotional problems? You that raise your hand said, and I, I watched some of your all's posts, so you got emotional problems on Facebook. But so, I, and so I've been digging in that and, and, and studying along those ways and along those, those realms. So let's go to John chapter 8, and uh, we're going to read, the, read these scriptures. Now, I am getting older since I was here last time, so I have to have these little things called glasses. These are cheaters, but when I get back, I'm getting the real deal Monday. The real ones I'm about to start wearing. And I went to the doctor. He said, well, how old are you? I said, I'm 55. He said, not, you need to get more, some glasses. I said, what do you need, more money? So, uh, but I think I can read some of these things here, okay? But as we look at this, Jesus returned to the Mount of Olives. And, but early the next morning, he was back again at the temple. A crowd soon gathered and sat down, and he taught them. As he was speaking, the teachers of religious law and the Pharisees brought brought a woman who had been caught in the act of adultery. They put her in front of the crowd. Teacher, they said to Jesus, this woman was caught in the act of adultery. The law of Moses says to stone her. This is what I want to focus on. Look at this. What do you say? Everybody say, what do you say, Jesus? Come on, so use Jesus. That's a good word to use in church, Jesus. All right, look at verse 6. They were trying to trap him into saying something they could use against him, but Jesus stooped down and rode into, in the dust with his finger. They kept demanding an answer, so he stood up again and said, All right, but let the one who has never sinned throw the first stone. Then he stooped down again and rode in the dust. When the accusers heard this, they, they slipped away one by one, beginning with the oldest until only Jesus was left in the middle of the crowd crowd with a woman. Look at verse 10. And then Jesus stood up again and said to the woman, where are you, your accusers? Did even one of them condemn you? And look at this. No, Lord, she said. And Jesus said, neither do I. Go and sin no more. Now, when I begin to look at this, you may think, well, what's that have to do? So here's what I've been doing. I encourage you to do this. As I get a theme for the year, I keep kind of building on that. And when I read the Bible, when I get the Bible out and I begin to read it, I've been reading the New Testament, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, and I'm on your all's Bible reading program too. I thought, you know, heck, I'm connected with believers. I'm going to do the same thing. So I got my app out, loaded it on my Bible app, and bam, I'm reading right there with you guys. How many read it this morning? How many didn't read it this morning? How many is going to read it later? How many is not going to read it all? Mel's only one honest. He's like, I ain't reading it. But when we, we think about this scripture, and, and as, I, as I come across this, I have been reading and I've been thinking about how Jesus communicates with us and how I communicate with him. 
So I'm just going to kind of title this Communication 101. I kind of thought some people always seem like they got to have some kind of title on a sermon or something. But communication is this, is the parting, imparting or exchanging information or news by way of sending someone what you want to convey to them, what you want to say to them. And in the same way, I want to ask you this question, what is Jesus speaking to you? What's he saying to you? Now listen, I found out a long, long time ago what we say is important. How many of let me say it this way. Christians, a Christian's words are important. Now, you know, you all know me that has not, has seen me here preach before. I'm, I'm, I'm open, I'm talking about all kinds of different stuff. And so when I came in today, I was talking to some of the ladies, somebody else coming here, and they said, hey, how you doing? You looking good? And one of them said, look like you're getting bigger. I looked back and said, I am. I love to eat. I said, just say it like it is. I'm getting fatter. But I'm okay with that. I love to eat. My wife says all the time, she says, you'll eat anything once. I said, yeah, I'll probably eat it twice just to make sure I didn't like it the first time. But we, we talk about that, so, but how many knows if you said that to your wife, you'd be in trouble? Some of you are like, I ain't even going to raise my hand. But when we think of our words and what we say and how we communicate with people, and, and I thought about this in, in this story, Jesus stooped down two times, which shows a rep representation of how that when God got the Ten Commandments and later on Moses got mad and he broke the Ten Commandments and then so he had to rewrite them, I believe that Jesus is showing us a story and he's communicating with us. Listen, there is a second chance. Come on. How many made mistakes? How many's messed up? How many has went in life and, and, he's like, why? and then how many said this, why did I do that? I mean, what was I thinking? And so when I think about these things and think about what God done, we, which we look at our, and if you all have a bulletin, you can write in some things that I'm going to give to you to look at a little bit later. So let's look at the first one here. We look at this, that knowledge is studied, but revelation is a picture God reveals. I would much rather have God reveal something to me than to have, I mean, listen, I'm not, listen, I'm not against studying I'm not against doing, I, I, I have some things that I'm going to get ready to work on, some more things that I'm doing personally myself, not so, uh, you know, I, I have some degrees and, you know, I don't let everybody, I go to some place and they say, what, you want, what do you want us to call you? I say, just call me Kenny. I mean, I'm from Kentucky. You don't have to put a title on me. I am who I am. If you like me, fine. If you don't, I want you to, but if you don't, I mean, I can't change you for not liking me. Come on, we get so tore up in the day that we think everybody has to agree with everything we do. That's why there's arguments on Facebook and social media and our Snapchats and Instagrams and all the things that we do, that how we communicate. And how we communicate today is not how they done it years ago. Right? I mean, I have, I mean, I'll tell you, as an evangelist, I used to always have to spend hours upon hours upon hours calling pastors. Hey, I'm working on my schedule, and that's okay. But now I can shoot them a text. I remember the first, some of you computer gurus, Andrew's not even in here, but I, I remember the first time I ever found out what copy and paste was. 
I literally would take a computer mail, and I know it's funny, and I'd have like 15 books out, and I'd be doing study, and I'd read this, and want to use this part of it, and this part, and I'd maybe reading whatever, my, my Bible concordance, and my Vines dictionary, and a definition. I had all 15 of them, and I would look at them, and I would be typing. Now, if you see me typing, I'm slow. I'm like, the T H. I don't know there's an E in here somewhere. And, and I love the, the spell check, because I mean, I'm from Kentucky. I'm redneck. We don't know how to spell. We make up our own words. We have our own language. Appalachian 101. That's what I should have called this sermon. Appalachian 101. But when we think about it, and, and I remember I was at it making a sales call before I was full-time ministry, and this guy told me, I said, hey, I got to go home. He said, what are you doing tonight? I said, I'm going to be working on my sermon. I've got about four or five hours of typing. He said, well, what are you doing? I said, well, man, I've got this thing I want to use, and so I got to retype it from these books. And he said, man, you got computer? He said, Google that. I said, Google? What's Google? He showed me how to Google then he showed me, he said, watch this. He said, I said, that's it. That's what I want right there. He said, I said, I got to retype all that. He said, no, you don't. Let's copy and paste it. I said, well, what are you talking about copy and paste? He said, watch this. He went, boom, boom, boom. I went, got to go. <laughs> See, we learn to communicate, and we learn this, that knowledge is studied, but revelation is a picture of God. And I'm going to ask you to do it. Take your phone out. We're going to do something different tonight. Everybody get your phone out. Now, some of you religious people say, well, you can't have a phone in church. What you doing? <laughs> well, I mean, you ever, I had, this is no joke. I was preaching in Del, uh, no, where was I, Delaware? Yeah, Delaware. And during church service, this older man answered the phone during church. And he wasn't quiet about it. He was like, hey, I'm in church. I have to call you back. He goes, hello. <laughs> I can hear the other person. What are you doing? I'm in church. Hey, we got a special speaker. Kenny Large is up there preaching right now. And I, I mean, I didn't know what to do. I'm standing up there get, preaching, and all at once, he's he yelling, hello. And then he goes, hey, I'm going to meet you for pizza later. I'm like, man, now we're talking. We're going to talk about pizza. But he didn't have no clue, and he didn't care. But I want you to open up your photos. Open up your photos. Now, if you have some photos you shouldn't have in there, don't be showing your neighbor. But I want you to look at, and look at your last photo you took. Mine happens to be of Bob and his Trump socks yesterday that Tammy said didn't match his outfit. He's got them on this morning. Anybody want to see his, his socks? Go see Bob. Bell don't want to see him. But now, scroll back and look at a couple more pictures. Now, the reason those pictures are in there is that's important to you. Because if it's not important to you, you would have probably already deleted it. Or it's some information that you want to, I'm loving everybody now looking like, hey, look at this one. Check this out. Clint's getting some brownie points on him. He said, maybe I'll take this one. Look how pretty you look. My buddies, he's smart. He, I know, he knows what he's doing. But those, those are, are pictures that are important to you. And as you have those and you look at them, see, as we think about that, here's what I'm asking you. Here's a question to you. What picture is God speaking to you? What picture is he showing you in Revelation? See, he, this lady here was caught in the very act of adultery. One of the first questions when I ever read this, I thought, hey, the lady got caught. Where's the man? I knew I'd get some pictures from some amens from some women. Amen. And it says she was caught in the very act. 
So when someone catches you, they try, and and we'll we'll kind of paint the picture here. Jesus, he goes into this temple area, and it's not like we see here where everybody comes in here. In that temple, there were different spots. And so it was probably crowded. There was people sitting around. They couldn't go into certain areas of the temple. So when they were sitting there, Jesus comes in and and then he starts teaching and there's people listening. He probably didn't have seats. They probably was sitting on the ground or on the floor. Who knows? I don't know. I've never been there. But, you know, maybe it was sandy. It had to have have something there that he was riding on. So I suspect a little bit of dirt, maybe some sand. And and so he's teaching. There's people now. I don't know if he was sitting. There's all kinds of people trying to figure out all kinds of stuff. And there's books upon books, you know, finger, what's God writing, God's finger. And that's okay. I'm not that type of person. When God speaks something to me, I, I, here's my analogy. And every time I re- read the Bible, I say, Lord, keep it simple for Kenny Large. Okay? Keep it simple so I can understand. So when I read this, it says that he, she was caught in the very act of adultery. She was caught in her sin, and they brought her in, and they were trying to convey and say, look, we caught her. But the man's not there. And then they, they're trying to trap him into something. And they said, well, God's law, this is what God's law said that Moses wrote. We're supposed to stone her. And then Jesus looking, and, and she's probably, now I don't know for a fact, but if they caught her in the very act, she's probably not clothed. Or if she, if she has clothes on, it's probably very little. Or maybe she grabbed a sheet on the way out. I don't know. But it says that Jesus looked, and and he looked at them, and he said this, You that without sin cast the first stone. In our communication levels today, maybe we ought to think before we post certain things on Facebook. I've even asked people that put something on there that my friends, and I would see something, and I would say, Did you think about that post before you put it? Their answer is, No. Probably you should have. Because there's arguments and going back and forth. And so when, when they, they, they caught her in the very act, Jesus looked at this and, she, and he began to paint a picture. He began to paint a picture. And, and I just, I mean, be, be honest, when, if we all was sitting, we had, you know, 30 or 40 people up here and Pastor Clint was up here and he was teaching and, and, and he said some certain things. How many people's going to be paying attention to him and he's looking and finally if he, if he went down and there's 30 people up here and all at once he stooped down and he began to write something on the ground, how many of you would look up and see what he was doing? You would, so I can imagine whether he said, it says he stooped down, so it shows me that he's probably standing up or something. So he stooped down and he began to write. And I can just see the people looking over there like, well, what, what's he writing? Now, I don't know. The Bible doesn't tell me. But there's some things that, that as I study and as I pray, I say, God, what? And, I, and then maybe he just wrote words. Maybe he wrote, I'm here to forgive. Maybe he wrote, how stupid are you religious people? Come on, don't you act so spiritual that you can't say that. You're all like, oh, no. I'm from Kentucky. That's the way we roll. But maybe he wrote, 
Why'd you do this? See, it's, it's amazing that people have so many opinions and so many different ideals and so many different things when we, we, when we should be thinking spiritual and how Jesus is going to turn everything around for your good. Romans 8, 28. Everything in life, we just say, God, how are you going to turn around? But when my wife called me and told me and, or texted me because she was in the meeting and she said our hospital is closing, could you imagine someone working for 23, I mean, the hospital. It's not like a factory that's closed. It's a hospital. Sick people are going to be here. And so she's just devastated. And then I went, oh, no, and I began to pray. I said, God, you're going to work. And it's my immediate things. God, I don't know how. I don't know how you're going to work this out for us. But you know what? I always just didn't think about us, but I thought, what about all the other 1,299 people? What about a husband and wife that both work at the hospital? What about kids that are relying on travel ball, travel sports, hunting events, cheerleading things, cheerleading competition, dance competition? There's all this stuff that parents try to give to their kids. And Jesus... And God is our Father, tries to give us all the promises. And he looked at that, and he stooped down, and he wrote, and then they started talking, trying to accuse him. But see, we've got to get this picture painted. What's he showing you? What is he revealing to you? you know, how, let me ask you this question. How do you know the will of God? That's probably the number one question that people respond to me or ask me. I want to know if I'm in the will of God. I want to know if I'm doing what God wants me to do. See, how do you know? Let me ask this question. If you ask that question, how do you know in the will of God? How about asking this question? How do I know that I'm growing? You can't be growing if you're not reading God's word. You cannot be growing if you don't come to church. Come on. Well, he said, well, I don't need church. Well, you know what? There's some people that need you, that God needs you to share what God's done in your life and share your testimony. And you can help pull them out. See, the connection is, is with, with the heart and the mouth. And, and I, wanna, I wrote this question down. What is the fullness of God? That you believe God will supernaturally work it out for you. That's the fullness of God. There's not, a, there's not a doubt in my mind that God's going to work it out. Guess what? There may be some changes. There may be some changes we got to make. Maybe we're religious and we want to cast a stone. Maybe we're religious and we want to, but then Jesus said, you that without sin, throw the first stone. And he stooped down and wrote again. And then they're looking at, see, we have so much of a judgmental spirit in the world today. There's so much hatred. There's so much things that are going on. But listen, Jesus come to set you free. Jesus come to put you in a place that loves you, that cares for you, that wraps his arms around you. And no matter where you're at in your life, he will help you. He will give you hope. I mean, there, there's some things that some of my friends just went through. Some I see from you all on Facebook that I'm like, how in the world? And, I, and I've been praying for you, and, and I try to reach out. But listen to me. As much as me and Clint are friends, and he said a great statement today, this church is not built on him. 
It's built on Him. And this church should be come together as a community. And we need to come together and do all. See, there's all different kinds of things that we can do. That's why I like the community activity that you all have here. That's why I feel connected. That's why I send you all ties check from me to here. So I'm just not saying it with my mouth. I'm also doing it with my pocketbook. I don't carry a pocketbook, but... If I carried a pocketbook, Jason would get me out of here. Bob would probably want to borrow it. <laughs> Look at this one. My heart affects my words, and words affect my heart. My heart affects my words, and words affect my heart. See, how, what we say and how we say it, there's many scriptures I can use on that. Out of the abundance of the heart and the mouth speaks. There's one that I want to use this morning. Look at Matthew uh, chapter 12, verse 34. They're going to put it up on the screen. He says this, you brought us snakes. How evil, how could evil men like you speak what is good and right for whatever is in your heart determines what you say. Now, imagine this. That's Jesus speaking, and he's looking at his disciples. And he looks out, and he says, you snakes, you broad of vipers. How would you all feel if after they got done with praise and worship, and Clint stood up, and he stood up, and he looked, you broad of snakes. I can, t I can already tell you how some of you would feel. Bless God, I'm leaving this house. Now, number one, he's not going to do that. All right? That's why he has overseers. I'll be on my way. But he wouldn't do that to you because he's encouraging you. What, what, what is this pastoral staff encouraging you to do? Get close to God. He's encouraging you. If you don't know Jesus, your Savior, number one, get saved. All right? Number two, as you get saved, you're getting closer and closer and closer to God and trying to get all of the benefits that, God, that already belong to you. But he looks at his disciples and he said, you brought us vipers, you snakes. And, and then the, imagine what the disciples are like, like, wow. Now, come on, be honest. How many sometimes has your wife had to get on you, husbands? How many of you, she called you a snake? I'm just, <laughs> stretch forth your hand to Bob again and to Tammy. But they're not going to usually call you that. They're going to point, point some things out. And how, listen, men and women, boys and girls, how many when someone points out something, if you're honest, you can say, that's me. Same way he did with this woman. She was caught in a very act of adultery. Maybe some of these men had been doing some things. Maybe this woman was a prostitute and one of those religious people visited her last week. And then maybe Jesus knew that and said, all right, you that without stone, I mean, without sin, cast the first stone. You're all getting awful quiet on me today. So what do we need to do to change? Look at this next, next one. I must change the focus of my heart. I got to change the focus of my heart. 
So, and I wrote, how do we do that? How do I, I must change, how do I change the focus of my mind? I'm going to give you three quick things here, and then I'm going to wind this down, and I'm going to pray for you in just a moment. And I encourage you today that when Tammy and Bob come up here, I want you, I, and I want you to come up, and I want you to let them, if you're going through anything that I've said today, let them pray with you. I encourage you to contact this office if you're going through something. Listen to me. If you get anything I say today, if you're going through something, and you call believers, church, your church, call them and let them know when you're going through something because they will pray for you. Come on. You know, I'm here as an extension off of this pastor. I'm here as an extension off of this board. I'm here as an extension that God has connected us. And as I was sitting there during praise and worship, and I can't remember what song we're, pray, we're playing, and, I was, and, and the Holy Spirit just spoke to me, and he said, I've connected you with this church for a reason. And I think, woo! Because I love you guys. Hunting, gun shooting, motorcycle, where's Bucky at? Motorcycle riding, woo! Yeah, thank you, Bob. Bob loves me. Tammy said yesterday, she said, why in the world do you guys hang out like this? She didn't know what we were going to say. But here's three ways we ha- how we change. Look at this. The first one is we got to agree with God. I'll give you a scripture. For then, from then on, Jesus began to preach, repent of your sins and turn to God for the kingdom, listen, the kingdom of heaven is near. No matter where we're at, repent, turn to God, because the kingdom of heaven is at hand. First one thing we've got to do is we've got to agree with God. Here's number two, is we've got to seek his kingdom. Look at this scripture, Matthew 6, 33. Seek the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously. Now, we like that part, seek the kingdom of God and, and, and all, above all else. Then it says, and live righteously. Someone say amen. amen. And then he says, and he will give you everything. Everybody say everything. everything. Say it again loud. Everything. He'll give you everything you need. Now, we'll look and say, well, bless God, I need me a new car. Well, maybe, listen, maybe God already knows you can't afford to get that car with that car payment. So he gives you what you need. What is our needs? House, covering, some food, right? And what's the next one? Clothing. He don't want you walking around naked. Clint don't want you to come to church naked. All right? So look at this. So we've got to, we have to agree with God. We've got to seek his kingdom. And number three is we've got to pray. Look at this. May your kingdom come soon. May your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. May your kingdom come soon. Listen, I don't know about you, but Jesus is getting ready to return. It's getting closer and closer and closer. Why has he not came yet? Here's the reason why. James says he's not came yet because there are people that need him, that don't know him yet, and maybe that's your family member. So maybe you need to quit throwing stones And start preaching the gospel, which is good news, and say, turn to God. Repent your sins. Turn to God, 
And then he's going to give you everything you need. That's good preaching right there. Thank you, Mel. Mel's about ready to take off running. Listen to this. The better we know the will of God revealed in the Bible, the more confident that we become that our prayers will be answered. The better we know the will of God. And the only way you're going to know the will of God is to spend time in this book. The only way you're going to know is get in that app and get on there and read the Bible verses. And then I'm, I'm all for going and, and reading certain things. But sometimes, sometimes, I mean, do you all like to camp out out here? Some like to camp? Okay, let me say how you can understand. How many has a camper like the Holiday Inn and go camp? Larry, see, he's with it now. All right, they're with it. Yeah, we're going there. But sometimes you have to camp out on a scripture. And sometimes you have to get along with God and say, God, what are you speaking to me? Let him, let me say it, let him reveal the picture he wants you to have today. So I'm asking you that question, what's your picture today? I'm going to say one more thing. God's kingdom is where God's will is done. God's kingdom is where God's will is done, no matter where that is, no matter how that is, no matter how he begins to, to bring you in, all right? Y'all stand with me. I'm going to do this this morning. Everyone bow your heads, close your eyes, they'll be playing. If you're visiting here, it's just, this is what some of the things that I do. Sometimes I do this, sometimes I don't. We're going to do this this morning. Is there anyone at all, the sound of my voice, that says, Kenny, I do not know Jesus as my Savior. I don't know him as my Savior, and I want to know him. If that's you, would you lift up your hand right where you're at and say, I want to know him. Is there anyone at all? All right, here's a second question. No one looking around. Is there anyone at all that says, Kenny, I'm where you've preached at today, and I need to sometimes watch my mouth. I need to quit casting stones. I need to get to the point where I agree with God, and I need to pray. If that's you, lift up your hand right now. Come on, be honest. Be honest. Wow. Grab your neighbor by the hand just very quietly. I feel the Holy Spirit in here. We thank you, Father. Dear Lord, as we agree together, when your word says, when two agree as touching any one thing, it shall be done. And Lord, your word says, Lord, that you want to take care of us, that you love us, that you protect us. And Lord, I'm praying favor. I'm praying this scripture over you today. Psalm 41:11 says, by this I know, you favorest me, that you will not allow my enemies to triumph over me. I'm praying Psalm 512 says you will put a shield of favor around me. And Lord, I don't know where everyone's at in their walk with you, but I, Lord, I know that there's people in here that's going through different things. There may be people, God, that are struggling financially. There may be people, people going through some marriage problems. There may be people going through some relationship problems. There may be some people that are dealing with death. There may be people that are dealing with all kinds of different issues. But Lord, I know this, that even with our issues, you still love us. And that God, your anointing, your power, your Holy Spirit is in us and around us. And I pray for them today. There's many hands that was raised all over this sanctuary that they're going through some stuff. 
And whatever their struggle is today, whatever they're going through, no whatever their challenge is today, I pray in Jesus' name that you reveal yourself to them. And right now, supernaturally paint a picture. Show them a picture of, Lord, what direction to go. Show them a picture of which way that they should step out. I pray you touch them. Be with my friends here in Georgia and bless them mightily. And let us communicate with you and you communicate with us. And Lord, you're going to look at us just like that woman and said, where are your accusers? And we'll look up and say, there's none, Lord. And he'll say, neither do I condemn you. Go and sin no more. That today's a new day. Today is a new day. We thank you, Father. We thank you, Father. Let's do this. Just lift up both your hands right now and just begin to give him praise. Begin to thank him. Begin to, Lord, I thank you, Lord, that you're painting a picture. I'm looking forward to hearing some, some reports of people's going to maybe match me through Facebook and say, Kenny, I got this picture of what God's going to do. I got this picture of what he's going to do. He's going to, how he's going to change things, how he's going to show things to me. Come on, he's going to show that to me. I thank you, Father, and I give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. I love you guys. Pray for Kenny Large. I'm going to give it back to your pastor here.